Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. And we're back. We're live uh, for the final day after show of 2023. Hard to believe uh, that we've done like 80 of these this year. Um, but it's been it's been a hell of a time, uh, and we're excited to be here to talk about uh, our second voyage to space from this past weekend uh, at Hampton. Kev, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I was able to uh, catch my flight yesterday on United against all odds, flying out of Norfolk to O'Hare, uh, catching a connector to Denver, and it actually worked out. There was a window there uh, where there were multiple people in our crew that... Uh, perhaps we're resigned to spending the day in the Norfolk airport, but we did get out of there. I uh, was able to get some rest uh, and some hydration in me yesterday. So I'm aces, man. I feel like a hundred dollars. Feeling we're feeling great. Um, yeah. We had quite the adventure after the show on Saturday night. Uh, me, you and, uh, and D uh, we all had flights around 6am uh, and who knew that Norfolk on at five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday was such a travel hub. Uh, it was, it was packed. Not just Sunday, but 5.30 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really couldn't believe how busy it was, uh, but glad we got through. And you know what? I'm, I'm very glad we had the super early flight. Uh, you know, seeing a lot of people get stuck at the airport with delays due to the weather uh, later in the day yesterday uh, made me feel good. But, you know, I slept last night, <laughs> which was lovely. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm here in Mexico now with my family, which is, yep. you know, there are worse places to recuperate. From Clean clothes, another 24 hours of uh, hair growth, up, exactly. upwards and onwards. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And I believe we might be joined uh, by Mr. Danny Rosewoods uh, in yep. a few minutes here. Uh, he's just running a little bit behind schedule. Um, he's currently but, parked in an elevator. Yes, he is. <laughs> um, but we are gonna we're gonna dive into uh, Saturday night's show here, uh, night two uh, of Goosemas. Uh, you know, we, we had um, the two planets that we visited on Saturday night uh, were the bubble planet called Pafaria and a neon jungle planet named Vividora. Uh, you know, we have not heard 
the proper pronunciation of those yet. Um, but I hope I did it right. Kev, Kev has a new accessory. Uh, for those of you listening after the fact, uh, you can't see it here. I, I was just going and checking out the video, but Kev, would you like to introduce uh, your friend here on the pod? Well, just a special guest, a little foreshadowing of what's to come for the rest of this year. Of course, there's a monumental undertaking just around the corner here, and we have a special guest in the studio over at Kev's house uh, promoting the Jotty bracket for 2023. Yes. Uh, so thank thank you, Rick, uh, for showing up. Uh, we appreciate your time and being here, Jotty. And thanks uh, to Mike Morosky for the, the Jotty slap. Yeah, thank you to, to Katie Morosky who who made the, the slaps. As Mike said, he comes up with the idea uh, randomly in the middle of a conversation, and Katie actually makes the stickers. Uh, Katie's so the production you. team. Yes, uh, Katie Katie gets it done. Uh, that that the, That's an organized couple right there. Um, very impressive. Um, Noah Ray, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the, the bracket a little bit later. Uh, but no, this year's bracket will not be allowing sandwiches or segues. Um, and it's much easier to prevent that based on our, our seating uh, process this year. Um, I, I, I hadn't even thought about that. And then Brian Brinkman texted me this morning and was like, I can't believe that you changed the seating process to make it easier for you to uh, not allow me to put sandwiches and segues yeah. in. And I was like, I didn't think about that, but that's a nice fringe benefit. <laughs> yeah. And for, especially for those of us that are participating in the bracket for the first time, you'll find out that Ryan actually makes it more difficult uh, year, year over year to participate. <laughs> yeah. We need the people who are really committed, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We want everybody to participate, but we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about how to get involved in the bracket uh, after we talk about uh, Saturday night's show. Uh, so stick around for that. Um, but we're going to talk about, uh, the show here. Uh, and, you know, night two, I think before we talk about the show, we need to talk about the weather in Hampton, Virginia on Saturday because it's fucking gorgeous. Was it, was it beautiful? Holy moly. Yeah. And he's here. He's not parked yeah. in an elevator anymore. Yeah. Uh, the elevator let him out. Yeah. Boys. Boys. Danny Rose. What's up, dogs? How's it going, dudes? Dogs. <laughs> dogs. They have dogs you guys just in the jungle. Enjoying, enjoying talking. I got this lion dog up here for the jungle. Yeah. Stuff, so. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we were just uh, we were just about to uh, talk a little bit about the weather uh, on Saturday and how absolutely beautiful mm. it was uh, in the afternoon. Uh, I, I participated in the uh, the conscious together cacao ceremony um, outside the venue. Uh, you know, nice grassy space. We had a circle. Uh, it was lovely. Um, really cool thing to do uh, on the day of a show. Um, but just being in the sun, shorts and a t-shirt, just like enjoying being outside after being in the, you know, Canadian winter uh, for the last little while um, <laughs> felt really, really good. Um, and I, I just loved the fact that I could wear shorts to a show in December. Uh, oh. You know, big, big change. We were talking about big change from last year's Goosemas where we were yeah. in Colorado and it was like, like the North Pole. Uh, did one like leg, did one leg feel colder than the other? No, uh, it, oh. it felt felt pretty good. <laughs> felt pretty good. You were just uh, but, prepping. You were prepping for Mexico too. You know, you were getting exactly. And, yeah, and it, nice, nice easing the transition in from Toronto to, to Mexico. Now it's you know hot. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's it's lovely. It's lovely. I, what about you guys? How how did you guys find the day uh, on Saturday? I enjoyed it. Um, took it relatively easy after first night, and sort of was regrouping. And, um, yeah, I was able to, to, to miraculously have a late checkout three hours after the checkout. So that set us up well. And, uh, 
then got to land in um, Kevin Hap's room and then uh, potted and before we all kind of regrouped and walked down. So it was, it was just a continuation, I think, of the day before where walk down to the lot, hang out with everyone, um, you know, building up to the energy of night two. We still kind of were surmising about what the, the other themes could be, what the planets and, you know, the, the sort of focus could be for each of the sets. So that yeah, was good. I think just really, really happy to be in some nice weather and see everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you did leave out one detail of, about what happened pre-pod. Uh, well, I was Canada. actually going to yeah. address that address that real quick. Mm. The luggage, the luggage wasn't the only thing that Dre uh, dropped off uh, when he <laughs> when he came in. Uh, that uh, aside, uh, I spent the day recovering at a local uh, establishment uh, native to Hampton. I'm not sure y'all have heard of it called Hooters, Hooters, uh, yep. and was able to to get some recovery happening that way. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of Hooters, I guess since since you brought it up, uh, we have a, a message in the chat here from Came to Play. When is a good time to talk about how Vickers assumed the host stand at Hooters on Friday night? Uh, can we get Ooh, a hashtag? Can we get a hashtag host Vickers in the chat, please? Uh, you know, that's that's. <laughs> Imagine the good. surprise on the dude's face is walking into that place. And you, see, and you see Vickers. <laughs> well, this is why this is why people are tuning into this podcast right now uh, for commentary about uh, luggage being dropped off and Vickers at Hooters. Uh, but th this is really yeah. this is really why people are here. Well, we're uh, here to talk about local places. So I mean, it's you true. can't skip Hooters. It's true. Yeah. You can't skip Vickers. Yeah. Um, hashtag skip yeah. Vickers. Um, <laughs> So we made it in. Uh, we, we had a little bit of a different approach uh, in our crew uh, for the Saturday night show. You know, Friday night, we all tried to get Loge Peter's side. You know, we had a great vibe there. Uh, Saturday night, some of us uh, were Loge. We were um, first row, like kind of dead facing on the lights. Uh, some of us were on the floor. I think we all, most of us kind of ended up migrating down to the floor late first set uh, and for the second set. Um, but we kind of wanted that, you know, higher up view, at least initially, uh, you know, not that not that Kev needed any sort of elevation uh, to get a better view of the lights. Um, I, but, I was just happy to assist in making sure that the people that wanted to stand there were able to stand there, you know, yeah. helping out, helping out the team. Every person. Yeah, was, can. Yep. Every man. Yeah, it was yep. good. I, I thought the uh, getting in Saturday was a little more difficult, maybe um, just kind of it seemed little bit more of a hang up we kind of were there even probably before similar spot in line but uh -huh. just getting in and stuff and um but yeah once once in the building uh nice and easy good build up before the show nice crew like you said sort of had people spread around and uh yeah it was just a continuation off of the night before um everyone was really happy i think to be in there and good energy and a great atmosphere yeah um yeah so super people, people were, people were really excited pre-show again. You know, we, we, you know, night one, we didn't know what the, you know, we didn't know about the themes really going into it. Uh, we knew going into Saturday's show, um, you know, kind of what was going on. We were looking at the stage setup, uh, you know, trying to guess, I think a lot of us, or I, I at least thought, uh, the, the stage set looked a little bit more like coral mushroom um, bubbles. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Um, but it, it was bubbles uh, for the first set here, which was a really cool theme. Uh, let's run through the set list really quick. We got pancakes, doobie song, circles, ninety nine red balloons, and pancake. Let's start with this pancake sandwich here. Um, I thought the pancake jam was really good initially. Uh, I think the three of us, you know, we, we were standing together. I think we were all a little bit 
uh, confused at the 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 segue into Doobie there. Uh, weird placement for the song. Felt like kind of cut the pancakes jam a little bit short. Um, and usually you end up like smoking a doobie and then wanting pancakes, right? Like right. So you know, may, maybe it should have gone the other way. <laughs> it, maybe, yeah, maybe it should have gone the other way. I thought I thought the same thing too. I think that was sort of a an ongoing theme, maybe throughout, um, with some of the covers that took over transitions out of songs that were places for jams or yeah, maybe even continuations of the jam, like uh, a little bit later in the show. I thought we sort of had a couple songs that just kind of kept the, the vibe going a little bit better of, of the preceding songs, the originals, mm-hmm. the pancakes as well. Yeah. A little, little surprising uh, with the, the doobie transition, both sort of a, it's a very cool down and cool down song. So maybe like a little later in a show or something. So that was kind of surprising. And and then you got the post Malone cover after um, and then 99 red balloons, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, great energy when the, the drums took off and the balloons started popping around in the, in the, in the, uh, bouncing around pardon on the floor. And, um, that was, that was cool. That was cool. And then bringing it all back, but yeah, it was a, it was a good opening segment. I think, uh, it, it was nice. They, they kind of completed the pancakes as well. That, that mm-hmm. gave me a little bit more satisfaction. I thought, yeah, I I'd like to see, uh, both of those covers, uh, stick around in rotation. I think, you know, I, I'm really not someone who enjoys post Malone, uh, and I loved Goose covering Post Malone, uh, yep. which was cool. You know, I, I've heard the song before, uh, you know, being in a society where a lot of people love Post Malone. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I, I loved uh, their cover of it. 99 Red Balloons is really, really cool. You know, familiar with that song. A lot of people were really excited about it. Uh, special shout out to friend of the pod, Garrett, uh, who was calling that song all of Europe tour. Uh, really, really wanted it. So he, <laughs> the Germany, you know, yeah. he was especially excited uh, when they kicked that off. Uh, on Saturday night, I yeah, saw and I somebody per- else. Oh, go ahead, Kev, please, sir. I was just going to say personally, I, it's been brought up a, a, a few times, but we're constantly uh, new fans coming into the scene, and the band is constantly projecting who they are and what they like uh, based on these cover choices. So even if uh, particularly Ryan, that Post Malone cover doesn't hit you, I guarantee there are a couple other, you know, at least a couple other people that were like, "Holy shit, they covered Post Malone! I'm going to yeah. see what else this band does." And I think that is, is, you know, you might look at this show as uh, holistically and say, holy shit, that's a lot of covers, which it was. But again, at the same time, you're projecting out to other people that possibly haven't seen the band before first night, second night, whatever it is that they're able to, to kind of get a feel for what this band is, what their musical interests are, uh, and, and hopefully kind of prods them to dig a little further into the catalog to see what else is there. Yeah, amazing. Very well put. Uh, community Kev over here, uh, always, always finger on the pulse of what the people are saying. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good point uh, about that. You know, th- there are a lot of covers, and we've seen some chatter online about, you know, why were there so many covers? You know, we had five covers on night one, and we had eight covers uh, on Saturday. And I do think, um, you know, it may have been a couple too many. Um, you know, I think that the show may have been better served if there were a couple more originals or if some of the the jams had a little bit more time to breathe uh, instead of instead of segueing into a covers. I would say later in the first set was when um, it was a little bit, you know, like, wow, these are a lot of covers. You know, we, after Pancakes, we get Big Blue, Vampire Weekend, uh, into Dripfield, Redbird, and I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles. I would say Big Blue, definitely a song that I'm sure we, you know, we know Goose are huge fans of Vampire Weekend. And so I'm sure that was like a, a personal choice more than like a, you know, like a this one would fit the theme 
better than other songs. I think this was like, you know, we want to play this Vampire Weekend song, and they sounded great doing it. Um, but I would say at that point, it was like, you know, throw that few minutes onto either the pancakes or the or the drip, uh, you know, give it a little bit more room. But this drip was phenomenal. You know, Dripfield is, you know, Goosey's arena are, arena song. This this yeah. song was made for the arenas. And after seeing, you know, my last three drip fields were in tiny European clubs, uh, going back to this huge arena thing and with Getty's insane light rig being, you know, dead on on Saturday night, seeing this happen was absolutely phenomenal. This jam was great. Uh, you know, they pivoted into this like high speed, uh, you know, amazing peak, nice piano work from Peter here. Um, and man, it was just, uh, it was phenomenal. It's good to see, you know, continuation from fall tour drip field, breaking the mold, uh, relatively quickly. Um, again, uh, you know, uh, not taking, you know, 17 minutes kind of to, to break out of the drip form, um, and, and go somewhere. So it was Really, really good. Came to play Dropping Knowledge in the chat. The same band that wrote Drip Field also wrote Butter Rum. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Many people don't know it. this. Yeah, many people don't know this. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. Uh, Goose did, in fact, uh, write Butter Rum in addition to Drip Field. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and yep. then after Drip, uh, we get, you know, a hot red bird, straight burden into I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles, uh, which was super, super fun. Um, Go Hammers. You know. Uh, shout out to the West Ham fans. Uh, I was made aware that this was a sports thing. Hams. Yep. So it was, yeah, no, I, I agree going back. Uh, yeah. I'd be curious to look at the lyrics for, was it big blue? Mm -hmm. Something blue. And, blue. uh, if there is a reference to circles, bubbles, um, but yeah, the, the drip field was, was, was coming you know, at some point throughout the weekend, I agree. I think getting the debut back at Mohegan um, for Goosemas, uh, right? That was the, yeah, that was the first live performance of it. So, so it, I think it just sort of, it does fit. It, it, it's a song that, that is really sort of captures the, the ability that transition for them. We saw, you know, the encore too was one that just sort of embodies the ability to play a large space. And um, yeah, it was, it was, I, I agree. I sort of had, a little bit of conflicting feelings throughout was just like, man, I wish they could get into these songs a little better. Or the Redbird sort of at the end. Um, same thing. Thought I found some good themes. Uh, it was good to always good to get uh, that Redbird with the with the fam and and sort of be able to experience the song itself. And uh, with everyone, I ran ran down to the floor for that uh, at the end of first. And um, yeah, it was nice. The access throughout the venue bathrooms so beverages yeah, yeah. It, was, it was really nice uh to just be able to sort of run and within a minute or two kind of capture some other friends i mean there are friends everywhere of course but yes um yeah and then the bubbles blown bubbles was really surprising so i'm a big soccer fan so that was kind of fun and i know we got we got a, a west ham fan in our crew and um chris um mads so that was great good end of the first and yeah vibes kept flowing yeah, yeah uh, I, we, I we have a great, I, before you go, Kev, uh, we, we have an amazing comment from the chat here that I wanted to highlight here from P. Chase. Uh, I think with these end of year <laughs> celebration shows, the thought is you had 82 other opportunities to see a regular Goose show in 2023. We're doing what we want to for these two. That, that's a great point. Uh, you know, these, these shows, and, and especially with the themes, uh, you know, themes. Uh, yeah, themes. We, we have themes. The, we have themes. the me's. Yeah, the me's. Yeah. Yes. I think there was a good, um, I believe it was Jeff, good friend of the pod, Captain Incredible, said it sort of felt like a, a quasi-Halloween and New Year's uh, show. 
in, in combination, sure. you know, with the, with the, with the, the, the covers and the themes and the of the two shows. The whole thing. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, we ended up, as we saw later on, we didn't get any Christmas references, songs, teases. Um, so it was really more, uh, you know, they, they took that theme. We saw the gooseness in space and then just didn't even sort of, we were thinking, but maybe there was going to be some, some, some Christmas references or a song. Um, I know. And to your point, D to your point, it was a tough fantasy night for a lot of us. Like on Saturday, I hit one wow. song each show. Yeah. Yeah. I got my yeah, one point was... Arcadia night too. So there you go. <laughs> and Brendan, uh, another friend of the pod, Brendan goes, I'm shocked that the only time I heard Linus and Lucy all weekend was in the hotel or in the airport on the way out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I think it was, it was, it was fitting and, um, yeah, set two was, was a lot of fun. I thought. Yeah. Overall. Uh, it, it was great. Uh, you know, you know, set break again, vibes were super high. We were curious, uh, what the theme was going to be. And, you know, all the songs during set, uh, set break were, were jungle themed. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, we kind of knew what was coming. Uh, and I think that's when the speculation started, you know, like we were pretty sure we were going to be getting that autumn crossing, that traveler's Elmeg, uh, you know, Kev is very aware of what the subject of Elmeg is about. Uh, it's about a tree. Um, yeah, it's and, about, it's about one man's love for a tree and yes. you know, as long as the tree can sense, it's okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, surprise we didn't get that, but even with the jungle theme, you know, they, they come out of the gate with jungle. Uh, by ELO, uh, and and we get a nice little jam in here. You know that there's some really great pockets of improvisation uh, in this set. You know, nothing that has uh, the length or depth really necessary to to get into the bracket, but definitely some moments I really want to go back to. Um, you know, in the future, and some you know amazing, amazing cover choices in this set. You know, I, I mentioned you know Big Blue especially being like a kind of puzzling choice uh, in the first set, but I thought all of the covers. In the second here, in the second set here, were phenomenal. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. No question, jungle themes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Jungle and again, theme. I have no issue with them doing this. Uh, somebody said, I think you posted it, Ryan, that you know they're going to do what they want for these two shows. And again, I go back to like that place is so big. And somebody made another comment in there, like, "Hey, my non-goose. I don't know if it, it was their sister or whoever uh, dug all the covers for the night." But I think like that's. And this is just my own experience, but when I started casually listening to Goose in like summer of 2019, it wasn't until I started hearing some of their covers where like if my obsession, if you will, started to really sort of snowball with them where I'm like, sure. holy shit, they're going to cover Santos and Johnny Sleepwalk back in October of 2019. I don't remember if that was Wilkes-Barre or, or one of those other uh, Northeast stops there. But that is what sort of uh, sparked, uh, was the catalyst for me, like really falling in love with these guys. Yeah. Uh, we have Drew Bevan, a question from the chat. Was the mayor house music between sets them messing with us? Um, oh, that was so the, the neon. The jungle, yeah. yeah, yeah so the, it was a neon jungle thing, uh, theme uh, based on uh, what uh, the band released uh, along with the, the Borfs. Um, so they played Neon by John Mayer uh, at set break. So it was not, in fact, them messing with us. Uh, but I guess they, you know, they do read our, our tweets where we joke about uh, you know, who was going to sit in at Hampton. But we're not there yet. Uh, you know, we go from jungle into animal, you know, obviously fitting with the theme. Phenomenal, phenomenal segue here. Um, this was this was great. Um, 
Thank you, Ken. Um, and then, you know, Echo, Run Through the Jungle, Echo. This was great, too. You know, the Echo uh, into Run Through the Jungle, another amazing segue. Um, you know, as soon as they they shifted into the Chugal, we started strapping in. Um, and, you know, I kind of I kind of figured, like, you know, a Chugal song, it's not going to be Green River, even though that would, I guess that would kind of fit the Jungle theme, but Run Through the Jungle seemed right there. And it was so good. Um, they They crushed this cover. Um, you know, obviously Rick sounds so good singing CCR tunes, um, you know, Peter on guitar alongside him in that Chugal motif. Uh, you know, we hear that in Green River. We hear that in uh, writing a novel. We hear that in Elizabeth. Um, it just fits their sound so well. Um, and this was a surprising jam vehicle for me. I figured this was going to be similar to when we see them play Green River, uh, where it's just like nice guitar solo, a little shreddy, you know, strapping in again. Um, but this one... Got spacey, Peter hitting that like reverbed out vintage vibe um, and just a really, really amazing few minutes of jamming uh, on, on the back half of this before the conclusion of Echo. Uh, but what, what do you guys think uh, the first half, uh, the second set here? I um, I loved it. Going back to the jungle opener, I, I got to listen to the this whole set on the way. My drive down to Chicago today and I thought the, yeah, I thought the jungle itself was uh really cool um the last five minutes before the transition into animal uh trevor really stepping out like a nice bass led jam and kind of continually looping over to the same um sort of little pocket and uh the animal kind of continued that and then moving into the next sort of segment i thought the echo too um it had like a nice section and then we made that transition into run through the jungle and then once we finished the song it kind of just kept that echo jam going very driving like you said it sort of hit a double time um little 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 moment and uh like really heavy heavy bopping drive and um and then it kind of felt like though throughout i remember watching that 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 segment of the show back up uh on the on the loge section and um was kind of talking to people around i was like feels like they're going to go back into echo here you know it just sort of had that that landing and space we saw throughout with the themes of finishing songs but um, yeah, I think that those two, both, both the whole sort of half of the, the second set first half had, uh, continuations of the jams, like with the originals in the covers. Themes. Um, so, so that was good. I, I really liked that. And, uh, I thought those, the, you know, the highlight of this, the set in terms of those two moments. Yeah. Um, not, not, yeah. not a ton to add there for me. I actually, the uh, second set just got done listening to that before we got on the pod here. Uh, the echo intro like finished like when it was finishing and transitioning what got like super like aggressive and i was like oh wow where's this going uh so like you said d with those themes like continuing that sort of feel going into the cover uh you know and, and here we are there's not like a, a, a intense number of jams that we're here analyzing but i think there's a skill in that to be able to play a set like that and to be able to transition from one song to the next and really make it feel like that cover is not only part of the song, but it's also its own sort of independent thing at, at, at the same time, which I think, like I said, I think there's a skill, a lot of skill in that as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Echo wraps up and we hear a message from the ship computer. <laughs> Life form detected. Life form detected. Yeah. Bruce Hornsby, uh, which Who? You know, <laughs> was, was crazy uh, that, that it actually happened. Uh, you know, we had heard rumblings that there was going to be a sit-in uh, and this is something that, you know, People have been joking about on Twitter uh, for a while now. Shout out to, I think it was 
you know, Wally had Wally. about Wally it, hit uh, it. And, yep. uh, and Connor, uh, you know, our, our, our niche friend, um, he, uh, he had a good one, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but wow, it was, it was amazing, uh, that he, that he, that Bruce Hornsby sat in on the way it is. And it was cool watching when he came on stage and he did that amazing intro, uh, to the way it is. Um, I, I just loved watching the band watch Bruce. <laughs> yeah. You know? Cap captivated. They were just yeah. like, yeah, that moment, everybody, Peter just sitting over his shoulder, like, and then even stopping playing either organ or vibe and just watching. Watching. Bruce. That was like, yeah, it was, it was, they were definitely in awe. And I think they're always so humble and appreciative of these people that come on stage with them, the various guests that we've seen over the last few years. And, you know, it's, uh, they're definitely so grateful to be able to, to have some of these, you know, massive artists that, that come and appreciate their music and, yeah. and, uh, a song that they love playing and got to share it with him. So, yeah. Yep. That yeah. man has, uh, chops. He's going, going places if he keeps at it. Uh, but in all seriousness, weird, you know? yeah, yeah he, in all he's seriousness, played, he's played Hampton before a couple of times. Uh, yeah. A couple of times. I, I might have one of those shows on vinyl. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so again, the way I feel about it is I love Bruce Hornsby. Uh, I would probably go pretty close to saying he's an idol of mine in terms of, of modern piano playing. In uh, vinyl purposes? I, and not necessarily. Uh, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of his. I've seen him with the Noisemakers a couple times. I've seen him played solo shows, just him and his piano. And, I mean, he just rips. He's super talented. Uh, one of my debriefs after the show, uh, and I'm not much of a crier, uh, but one of my debriefs after the show was, this a, mo was a moment that actually I teared up because it was so cool to see again like you guys said uh, a hero of the band not only playing with them uh but also like a hero of mine watching you know him play with a band that also i consider you know kind of heroes in terms of you know being positive and and all the cool people and in the community and all sorts of things and it was probably the highlight i would say the highlight of both shows for me nice. amazing love it Kevin. yeah love it. good exchanges too like bruce got to sing some lyrics um rick and bruce trading off solos um yeah it was it was it was fun it was good there was a Great. there was attempts the crowd at, yeah and there yeah. were attempts at, there were att there were attempts at harmonies back there uh some yeah. of it worked some of it not so much but it was cool to sit here i'm just trying to do music together yeah. you know yeah yeah and i think that was another example like you saw a guy from barstool sports shouting out like you know this was sick like it's cool that that uh, the band posted the video with, with with Bruce and and was already making the rounds on social media and mm -hmm. like those are just those crossovers where you're like oh wow this person that's you know big quote unquote in social media world like likes Goose and this this band is 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 reaching these masses you know we saw it with Bert we saw it with sort of these other people in this in the in the uh, in our world and society and so yeah, yeah maybe just, we'll see great. it with Bob. Do you remember pre-show Bob? We should shout him out. That was an awesome meet. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Shout How out cool to Bob was that? and Joanne. Shout out oh, to man. Bob and Joanne. Friend that of the was pod. awesome. Friend of the pod. Very awesome. good friend of the pod. Uh, we love yeah. Bob. We love Bob. Uh, it was uh, who was it segment. from Barstool? We have a question. Big cat. Big cat. Big cat. Who's yeah. a noted uh, big big jam band guy? And he's uh, local to Chicago too. So. People were even like, oh, are you coming to the next Chicago show and stuff like that? We'll so, see. Maybe he'll be there. Yeah. Uh, after right. Bruce, uh, we get a set closing. Empress, Jungle Boogie, Empress. 
uh, and an Arcadia Encore. Um, this this Empress sandwich was awesome. Uh, you know, this is one of those things also, uh, you know, Empress is always so much fun, again, in an arena setting. Great, great song for a big space. Um, and then, you know, they drop out of the song. It's pretty clear immediately that they're going into something because, you know, they don't start the Trevor bass solo. Um, yep. And one thing that they really had, like, they didn't have to do it, uh, but they did it because it was hilarious and awesome. Uh, it was Jeff playing guitar uh during yeah, jungle boogie yeah. uh, i love that they did that uh you know it's like sometimes it's like you know that like the previous times where he's played guitar there's been somebody sitting in on on percussion on his rig uh he was just standing in his rig uh with the guitar you know did the iconic gong hit uh at the beginning yeah, right of the before. song yeah uh this is another cover i hope we see again from goose uh because this was amazing uh you know similar kind of groove to animal we had some nice teases in there uh, during yep. Peter's clav solo, which obviously I also loved. Um, but this is such a fun song. Uh, everybody was getting down, getting down, uh, you know, if you will. Um, but th this was this was such a great way uh, to, to close out the set. Thank you. Thank you, Kev. This is a really good uh, set piece to have during the pod whenever we start talking about things. Um, and then the Arcadia Encore, you know, much like uh, Goosemiths uh, 8 at Mohegan, uh, this this was the choice for the encore. It made, it made sense over Traveler's Elmake, to be quite honest. Um, you know, th this is this is Send it off Goose's style. song. This is it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a huge peak, uh, some great interplay with Rick and Peter early on in the jam. Uh, you know, the confetti. Uh, it was just a hugely celebratory moment, you know, closing out an incredible year for the band. Uh, you know, their biggest headlining sellouts to date. Uh, SPAC had a higher attendance. Uh, but obviously was not sold out. Um, so these uh, th this show on Saturday um, was their biggest headlining seller with 10,000 people in attendance. So really, really cool. Um, but th this was an incredible way uh, to close out the run. What, what did you guys think? Like, Kev, you go first here. Uh, Empress Jungle Boogie, Empress Arcadia. I thought it was an amazing way to end the show, uh, you know, energy-wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And we're talking about, you know, Hampton being a 10,000 seat venue. There were more than a few times, and I hope everybody did this and just stopped and watched what Getty was doing for one, uh, for two, just took in the vibe of, of all, you know, 10,000 people there. Man, it felt, and again, this is going to sound totally cliche, but it felt like we were all connected to be able to look up and see that many people. It, it didn't seem as big as it, as it was. It, it is sort of my commentary on it. But I thought it was an excellent way to end the show, the especially the Arcadia Encore. Uh, I am a Traveler's Elmeg stan here, but you're absolutely right that this was not the place for it. Um, and I'm absolutely happy that they went with Arcadia. And it was an amazing, amazing like peak way to end a two-night run at Hampton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I too, same thing. Perfect uh, fitting the, the Empress theme uh, with the jungle fit and sort of the, the lyrical plays feels like a, um, when you're, when you're, when I paint the picture of that song in my head, you know, it's like a city setting, but kind of jungly and, 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 and sort of in that space. So that, that made sense. I even, uh, we caught a little uh, shared clip of Ryan, I believe jamming to jungle boogie the night before. Uh, yes. Which was kind of, kind of fitting that, without any idea that this was coming. It was, yeah, it was, it was um, around, was captured and, and, and it was around 3.30 in the morning uh, yeah. in, in someone's hotel room at the, the embassy and uh, shout out to Nooch uh, who took a video of me, like, you know, like Maybe vibing knew, to, to Jungle yeah. Boogie. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was cool. I thought, um, 
yeah, ending it, you know, cut off the bass solo, come back in with the bass solo and the song. And uh, yeah, the Arcadia was was great too. Um, or maybe even not with the Empress bass solo. But either way, I thought the, yeah, I got down to the floor again and and experienced the, the end of the show with you guys. And um, same thing, I think it was just very, a moment of appreciation uh, for, you know, the last few years and the community we've created. And yeah, I had, I think, can pick holes i'm always i can always overanalyze and say oh i wish they would have had some bigger jams or not may not done as many covers and it's just sort of but but i'm always i can always complain about something right so it's just like i think overall the gratitude and appreciation that i have uh, to be able to experience this is is way greater than and will continue allowing me to chase you know oh i just want that next song right like that's yeah. why we keep going to these shows and um yeah, if it sort of was, quote, the best show ever, then, you know, kind of leads you to say, well, when, when am I going to even get better? So it's sort of... Yeah. Well, and realistically, nice. like realistically, they played two really good shows back to back, and they left out some pretty big bangers that didn't get played. They left out Thatch. They played Dawn, but not SOS. We got Turbulence. Yeah, no, we, got Rock, we, we didn't get Rockdale. We didn't get Madovan. They left out Travelers and Elmix. So to be able to do the two shows that they did leaving yeah. all those big bangers on the shelf, I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. we, we did have a great question from the chat here uh, from came to play. Should they go back to Hampton next Gooseman's? Yes. I'd be I fine would, with that. Three nights yeah, in Hampton I, next year, please. Yeah. And I think the, we talked about it too. Like just kind of one, one more piece aside is like, it felt really cool to have um, everybody so close in that, yeah. in that area. Like, I think that was nice to have, Sometimes when you go to a show or if, if it was in Denver, for instance, you know, First Bank was away from the city. Everyone's in the city. You're spread out throughout a big city and your friends might be you know, 20, Red Rocks, 40 even, minutes you know, in away. October. Yeah, exactly. We all split up exactly. after the show. You know, yep. here it yep. felt like to me it was like camp. You know, everyone yeah, like, was everyone was get within like a 10 minute walk of the venue. Uh, yeah. And we were all just hanging out with each other all day and after the show. And it was just. It was amazing, you know, Ryan Legfield. Honestly, the community was the best part of this Goosemas. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, I agree. Uh, it was amazing to be with so many friends. Um, but yeah, Ryan Molnar, biggest miss of the weekend. No onstage slapping of Vickers by the band. Um, <laughs> agreed. Should missed opportunity. There. Missed yeah, opportunity. No, Maybe no, next year. It was. I would. I would definitely. It's. It's interesting to see yeah, if they're going to use a space. I mean. Who knows? In a couple of years, I think we've all um, we've all guessed that they might evolve into a bigger space a little further up the coast on the east coast. But uh, but I, I would yeah, I think it would be a great great place to go back to. I know they have the um, seats behind the stage. They threw up the uh, the the curtain for sort of the backdrop for Getty. But technically, they could get another twenty five hundred people in there. So. I think if obviously they did it next year, they'd probably figure out a way to make it work for more tickets um, because I think more people would come. And uh, like you said, who knows? Or, or just do three nights. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great I thought it was a great experience. Uh, just it was my first time at Hampton and judging yeah. from the posts that I saw from different people regarding uh, getting into the place, how old it was like. Um, uh, thank you for setting my expectations so low because Hampton exceeded those expectations in spades. Uh, the bathrooms were easy to get to. Yes, they were old, but I never really, I waited in line, but it moved. Uh, yeah, getting the merch yeah. was relatively yeah. easy. 
uh, yes, it was old inside, but everybody felt together. It was a true like arena. I could look across and see everybody. I could see everybody, in fact, from just about any vantage point. Uh, so thanks for setting my expectations so low. It was very easy to exceed them. Yeah. 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 It was it was truly truly amazing and just like again thank you to to Goose uh, for putting on such an incredible uh, weekend an incredible year you know getting to see thirty five shows this year was in, incredible uh, and insane uh, and you know I eagerly await very eagerly await uh, the first batch of twenty twenty four dates that we will hopefully be getting soon um, you know seems like a breaks do I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just want yeah, to know when have... the next time they're playing is. If they announce yeah. like our next, like we're not playing until Northlands, but here's two weeks of dates in June. I'm okay with that. I just want to know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think it sounds like spring, you know, whether that's April, May, or obviously June for some of the festivals that take over. But yeah, it seems like it, that's where it's heading. And as we talked about on uh, Saturday, on the day after it's, you know, I think they deserve it want to get into the studio a little yeah. bit more probably for their new record and um yeah they, they definitely deserve it after such a, a last last few years coming out yeah. of covid um, yeah. they've really worked hard to, to push their name and grow and grow their brand and and there's a lot of us that need a, a little breathing space to financially recover from this i mean <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> some people some people buy a lot of merch you know <laughs> yeah no it's i agree it's it'll be good and i think it's always nice it it it, it allows you to appreciate it more it's not an oversaturation by any means you know you saw 35 shows like you saw and when we love somebody a band this much it's easy and and a, there's a want to do that but um that distance makes the heart grow fonder as they say exactly exactly um well that brings us to the end of this recap of goosemas but just because goose is done playing shows for the year doesn't mean that we're done being huge nerds about goose Woo, uh yeah. no it is just beginning uh it is Hashtag Blame Vickers season. Let's get some Blame Vickers in the chat, please. Uh, get excited. Uh, but as of this morning, seating is officially open for the 2023 Goose Jam of the Year bracket. Uh, and it is easier than ever to get involved. Uh, no longer will I need to spend 18 hours copying spreadsheets to send out to people. Uh, um, but this year, uh, there's a very nice uh, and handy Google form um shout out uh to good friend of the pod uh adam uh we've got him here in the chat blaming vickers uh he was a huge Ooh, huge thanks, help adam. uh with coding um this amazing uh you know spreadsheet seating document that we're using this year but all you have to do uh is drop your nugs playlist link in um to this year's bracket is powered by nugs.net uh we're excited to be working with them as well um more news on how voting um and everything is going to work uh, will be coming in January with the reveal of the bracket. But right now, your concerns over the next three weeks of the year, before December 31st, rank your jams, put them in a playlist. Uh, you got to rank at least 32 uh, and no more than 64 um, to to get your playlist into. Otherwise, we're cutting them the off. Bracket. Oh yeah, it, we're cutting them at 64. Uh, if you give me a hundred song playlist, I'm cutting them. Yeah. Um, but. And, and it should also go in and delete your songs. Too, yes. So <laughs> it should also be said too, that as you're getting your playlists ready, you should also maybe get your, your, your drafts ready to blame Vickers. Just have those ready yep. to go. His DMS are, are open. I think right now. Oh yeah. Uh, so if there are already HR. complaints about, about how this yeah. is being rolled out or how it's being handled, please, please slide into those DMS. Yeah. And, and if you're struggling to rank jams, you know, hashtag ask Vickers, uh, we'll, we'll be hosting some, Ask Vickers segments over the next couple of weeks. 
of, you know, for people to, um, you know, get, get some help on their rankings uh, as they put this stuff together. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but we're really, really excited about the bracket this year. So you have until December 31st at 1159. Um, head over to ryanstorm.substack.com. I'm going to drop the link in the chat as well um, to submit your seeds. There's a nice Google form. Very, very easy uh, to fill out um, and get involved. Um, we want as many people as possible. I believe we had last year, um, I think it was um, 50-something people who ended up submitting seeds. Um, Let's you know, get 100. Let's get let's get a hundred this year. I want to, I would love yeah. to see a hundred playlists get in. We've already got a few rolling in uh, from you know some people we know who have been keeping track all year. Uh, but take some time, listen, rank them. Uh, you know we want your opinion uh, to be a part of this, uh, and we will be um, and we will be coming at you with a really really long pod in early January uh, <laughs> when this bracket does drop. Uh, so get excited for that. Um, but from all of us at Always Almost There, all five of us. Um, we really want to thank everybody who uh, has tuned in to day after shows uh, all year, you know, doing these the day after every year. single yeah. t- every single concert that Goose has played has been so much fun. Uh, and we look forward to continuing that uh, in 2024. Um, but uh, it's bracket season. It's bracket season. Get excited. Uh, season, and so baby. we'll see you guys uh, out there on social media and we'll see you in a couple of weeks um, when the bracket starts. Uh, so thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.